had like you know like a soundtrack in the back or yeah probably. yeah okay. okay hello and welcome to it's all connected episode one i'm here with steve who's that uh, i mean vincent <laughs> vega vega this is vincent vega vega here man <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike, you laid on me. <laughs> well, as you said, I, I'm Mike. Um, well, today we're going to talk about art um, in its general form, what it means to maybe the general public, and you know what it means to people in the art industry. Cool, cool. So, you know, I'd like to start out with how academia views art. And, you know, I'll start with uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica's entry on it. They start with the arts, also called fine arts, modes of expression that use skill or imagination in the creation of aesthetic objects, environments, or experiences that can be shared with others. Traditional categories within the arts include literature, including poetry, drama, story, and so on. The visual arts, painting, drawing, sculpture, etc. The graphic arts, painting, drawing, design, and other forms expressed on flat surfaces. The plastic arts, sculpture, modeling, the decorative arts, enamel work, furniture design, mosaic, etc. The performing arts, theater, dance, music, as composition and architecture, often including interior design. Now, something I'd like to note, which is, you know, I, I can't see how they would do this, but they left out photography. <laughs> You know, I think that's a major oversight because photography is integral to almost every one of these right. components that are that are mentioned. But hey, you know, what do we know, right? This is Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica talking here. So, you know, before we get a little drawn into that, uh, my last uh, entry here is, is from Miriam Webster, you know, from the editors there. Their entries are skill acquired by experience, study, or observation. Uh, second entry, a branch of learning. Third entry, an occupation requiring knowledge or skill fourth entry the conscious use of skill and creative imagination especially in the production of aesthetic objects now notice also that in both of these entries they do mention that it takes skill it takes experience you have to study and observation so right you know obviously there's people who are you know naturally gifted Mm -hmm. with what could be considered artistic abilities but the rest of us have to work our ass off for it <laughs> you know and and i think that's something that most people don't think about when they consider themselves non-creative or non-artistic right. it, it, you know i think that's a misconception because you know anybody that really wants to put in the time to study and experience mm -hmm. can be creative Right, right, right. I agree. Um, I guess for me, art is like like this uh, entry from Britannica and, you know, the dictionaries are saying. Um, I agree with, with what they have to say. I would just extend that to, you know, everything, though. Anything that, that is trying to communicate something, you know, emotional or just, you know, something with beauty. I think can be art, you know, I'm not, I don't discriminate against anything. So, you know, I'm all for it. Dope, dude. <laughs> Vincent likes, Vincent <laughs> likes. Hey, so listen, Mikey, it sounds to me like you're like a more of a fine arts guy that really appreciates different forms of communication, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, just to give your audience a little background on me, a little perspective, you know, I guess I started my exploration of art 
doing graffiti. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a crazy kid, <laughs> too much spray paint, and <laughs> a lot of time on my hands, right? So, yes. yeah. I mean, and, and you know, just beyond that, my grandfather was a painter. Right. So I guess, you know, fine art kind of, it was a family kind of thing, you know? And even though my dad kind of skipped it, you know, I unknowingly picked it up and it just, you know, it expressed itself for me, you know, with graffiti. Uh, now, of course, I, I do know that it's vandalism. Yes, it's not good. <laughs> and you destroy other people's property. You know, let's get the legalities out of the way. We do not <laughs> condone that. That's that's bad shit, you know? Yes, please don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. It's, it's completely badass, but not a good thing to do. Uh, you know, but moving on from there, I mean, once I was able to mature past that, you know, limited way of expressing my uh, ideas, you know, I started realizing that, uh, you know, it was just going to take a lot of hard work mm-hmm. to be what other people considered an artist, you know, or a creative problem solver, you know. And for me, it just happened to express itself with computers. You know, I, I started... Mm-hmm you know, I'd say like in the nineties with computers. So I, I just kind of fell into the graphic design industry mm-hmm. and you know, that for me was the vehicle that gave me a doorway into the creative industry and, you know, in, in a lot of different forms, you know, I, from there I moved into, uh, doing installation work. I've done animation work. I've done, uh, you know, different, uh, big mural projects, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with printed material using photography, <laughs> okay, which was left out by Britannica as as part of the art. <laughs> you know, a we little did. Salty <laughs> but you know, and, and you know, eventually, you know, I also came to the realization that I did need some uh, formal training in you know art concepts, history. Uh, the different tools that, you know, are available to you and and why we do what we do, why we're so driven to do these things. And, and you know, and also to realize that long before we started this amazing experience, there was already other guys doing this. Right. And there's so much to learn from them. You know, I don't know. What, what do you think, Mike? Well, so here's a common thing that I've I've seen come up you know, uh, from YouTube, from other students and things like that is, is a lot of them seem to have these teachers that kind of, you know, look down on the things that they like to do, you know, whether it be drawing, painting, whatever the case may be. I mean, an example would be, you know, a lot of teachers don't like it when students draw in the style of anime or manga. And so I kind of wanted to get your opinion on that. Like, do you, well, one, do you think anime or manga is art? And two, where is the disconnect for, for, for teachers and professors? Is it, is it more so a communication, a lack of communication or an articulation of what their, you know, ideas are? Dude, I think it's deeper than that. You know, you just came into Vincent's realm right, right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, when you when you were you know mentioned manga, I mean, my you know my my eyes lit up and my right. brain just started you know just shooting off fireworks, man. <laughs> I mean, to me, that is it's it's a really expressive art form that it's not given its credit, mm-hmm. you know. But I I think the reason why you have so many professors in the academic field 
disparaging it and mm-hmm. not appreciating it for what it is is not it's not because it's not articulated it's not for technical reasons i think it's cultural you know you got to keep in mind mm. where are the origins for manga right japan japan now historically japan has always been a, a bit of an isolationist mm. you know and they developed their artwork you know in a sort of bubble you know, of course, this is not to say that it's less. It, that I actually appreciate their work for the simplicity, its elegance, and, you know, there's so much beauty in it without overstating itself. Whereas Western art, it, it's kind of garish in a way, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if like, let's say if I was, a, a, you know, raised in japan and you know all i know is japanese artwork I, i'd look at western art and i think oh my god what, what is that shit <laughs> you know why are you showing me all that all, all this information right <laughs> right because you know it's not necessary mm-hmm. and then on the other side of that for western trained artists professionals you know more academics they're used to having all that sensory input given to them in that in that flat expression of what art is you know either paintings drawings right. or you know even in animation they they're used to more of that you know whole uh expression i guess you could call it of of what the figure is you know they don't want to mm-hmm. just see that that big circle you know that that's used mostly for eyes and manga and you know the stylized faces the stylized right. hair the stylized right. mouths because they feel like it's it's just, you know, a cop-out. But, you know, it's not. It, it's actually, I think it takes a lot more effort to suggest something and let your viewer fill in the gaps. I mean, right. it, that's not something anybody can just do. But again, I think it all goes back to cultural differences. Right. You know, it's, it's a lot deeper than just, oh, well, it's, it's not as technically right. correct or it's not, you know, done in the same way as Western art. Because, you know, that kind of artwork, it, it has its own skill sets as well. So... I guess, um, so how can a professor or teacher, you know, help communicate that, you know, more to their students, you know, because I guess a lot of these people out there, you know, they feel like, like they're being attacked, you know, for something that they, they truly love, you know, and I mean, I do agree, you know, especially in a, in a, in a school setting, you know, you shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't be offended, you know, what by what anybody says. I mean, but you, you should also be open to trying new things because that's really the only way you're going to get better. But, I mean, you know, I guess, is it just, a you know, something teachers need to be able to communicate more? I mean, you know, I, I think, I think you're giving, you're giving these people in the academic world a little bit too much credit (laughs) and hoping hoping that they're going to be as open as you are mikey i I mean you know here's the thing as an artist and and as a student you're going to have to push back you know Mm -hmm. i mean that that's the bottom line you're going to run into professors that completely will tell you to your face that your work is shit and you're going to have to take that and make a pie out of it and feed it to them (laughs) You know, I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Right. I mean, you know, and even within the Western setting of, of you know, uh, art training, it's expected from every good artist that at some point you're going to push back. Right. You know, so 
if you feel a certain way, if you feel, you know what, manga, this is my thing. I mean, this is going to be mm-hmm. the key to my success. Hey, you know what? If you believe in it that much, if you believe in it so much that you don't sleep to fucking do it, you're on the right path. And you got to fight for it, man. Right. I think I think what a teacher is really looking for is that you selling them what you believe. You know, I guess really that's what art is. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you got to sell yourself. Yeah. I mean, I guess most people aren't really selling their artwork as much as their idea that they're putting on a piece of paper. I mean, it could be right. It could be a red box on a canvas. True. But if you if you sell it the right way, somebody will pay millions of dollars for it. Exactly. So. Exactly. But you know, you know that aside. I mean, the internet has made the world a much smaller place Mm -hmm. and a lot of different art forms from other countries for example japan are seeping into what would be considered more mainstream western uh art forms and a lot of older academic types are not so willing to make that change Mm -hmm. even though at one point in their lives i'm sure they were the change makers right you know they were the trendsetters right. but now that they've been set in their ways and you know they've got positions to protect they've right. got uh, you know reputations to look after oh, yeah. they're they're concerned they're like oh my god you know this is a this is a new thing coming in and and i'm not the master of it I, uh, no i can't <laughs> have that become right. you know the next thing yeah i think we've all experienced you know so that. they they're falling back on on what academia has given them you know which is uh, obviously the degrees that say you know they, they have a master's of fine arts mm-hmm. uh you know w- whatever it is whatever degree they have they're falling back on these things and trying to beat down anybody that's trying to incorporate new ideas into uh what is current well you know what's more accepted in, in you know right. the mainstream i mean think about this at some point photography was looked at as a completely utilitarian right. thing exactly. <laughs> you know i go back to photography okay <laughs> but it, you know then you had these artists that started looking at photography as an art form they started mm-hmm. using it as graphic design Okay, and then you know we're talking about this in the in the early 1900s, man. I mean, this is not that that long ago, you know, where you saw people using photography to create work that looked like current graphic design. Right. You know, I mean, you know, if you take any basic art history classes, you'll run through some of these designers' work and you'll look at it, and it looks like current Photoshop stuff, but it's actually like from the early 1900s, just done with photography. Right, right, right. So. Why do you think fine art gets a bad reputation in the general public? You know, because I think a lot of people kind of view it as pretentious, you know, elitist, whatever, you know, you want to call it. Yeah, You know, I I think part of it comes from the academic types. You know, they're hell-bent on holding on to the status quo. You know, they want to look down from their pedestals at the rest of us <laughs> and you know say basically you're not good enough and you know they don't realize that they're alienating themselves they're alienating our our craft and the the public the general public is taking this as like oh well why would i want to be a part of that that world why would i want to be a part of that environment you know right and i think well so for me 
I used to kind of look down on abstract work and things like that and be like, what is this bullshit? Oh, that is bullshit. Dude. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, my I mean, God. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> well, then, you know, you try painting some of this stuff and, you know, it actually is really hard to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, you know, here, look, let, let me let me uh, put in on that a little bit. OK, I, I see abstract work as another step that's moving towards a more elegant form of expression, just the way Japanese artwork did. Right. Over time, you know, at some point, you know, in their beginnings, they had a lot more, uh, I'd say, exclu- inclusive work that it, it showed a lot more detail. But over time, they started to realize it's it's a lot more interesting to suggest something with a couple of brush strokes than actually paint a whole thing. Right. You know, and I, and I think that's what abstract is for Western art. It's that expression moving into that inevitable art form that eventually it's just going to take the same form where you're going to have a couple of brush strokes and then people are going to say, Oh my God, look at that. It, it's, it's such beautiful movement, <laughs> but you know, it won't, you know, these same people won't see that in Japanese artwork because it's, you know, it's Japanese artwork. Right. right? It's, it's those guys. <laughs> but you know, if it comes from Western art, you know, they look at all this, uh, abstract work and it's like oh my god look at that the colors the the movement it's 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 so expressive but you know come on i mean you know i mean so going off of that i mean i used to really undervalue impressionism and things like that until i learned about color theory all that stuff you know brush strokes and you know all that stuff so now i see vincent van gogh monet renoir all those guys in a totally different light you know, and that's the kind of stuff that really inspires so me. So, Mikey, where did you learn about these things? Well, uh, from a lady named Melanie Florio. And was that at some uh, structured academic program by chance? Uh, yes, it was. There you go. See? <laughs> so, you know, now that you've learned a little bit more about what artwork is, you know, and the different forms and how much work it actually takes to, you know, do one of these pieces... You're looking at it for its technical value. You're right. looking at it for how much planning it took, the execution, exactly. and the time and effort that went into it. Again, I go back to this. It takes <laughs> learning, experience, <laughs> studying. It, it definitely it, does. You know, it's not like somebody just fell off their bed and like, oh, shit, look at that. I'm an expressionist now. <laughs> doesn't just happen well, you know i'll tell you my biggest pet peeve in art right now is uh i guess these uh concept pieces like um so th- it'll be like you know the title will be depression <laughs> and, <laughs> and it'll be a painting of like you know some really morbid shit or something like that like i don't know why but i guess i guess for me having it explained to me what the piece is about kind of devalues it for me. I think that's why <laughs> it just bothers me so much. And I see so many people doing it now and I don't know, I, you guys can hate me out there, but <laughs> I just can't push. just, just be vague with me and let me figure it out. I think that's more fun for me. See, you know, for me, this speaks to the fact that there's so many different people in the world, man. Uh, I mean, uh, think about it. There's Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors, people. 31 fucking ice cream flavors. Come on. 
Okay, who needs that many goddamn flavors? But you know, there's a reason for that. There, because right. there's so many different people that have so many different tastes, likes, dislikes. You know, a lot of times you could grow up in the same neighborhood with somebody, and just because they had a different school experience or because they ate different food at dinner time with their family, they're going to like different things from what you like. Right. You know, that doesn't mean you're not going to be friends. It just means that, you know what, they have different tastes than you do. And I think that's, you know, something that a lot of people, you know, sometimes forget. You know, when we judge certain artwork, we're like, yeah, that's a piece of shit. But you don't think, you know what, there's somebody out there probably loves that fucking ugly right. old thing and they're willing to pay right. a ton of money right. for it and you know that really that really makes critiquing things i mean in in a general sense very very difficult because i mean you're trying to be objective about something you know you see this a lot in movie reviews and things like that they're trying their hardest to be objective but you can't help but let those certain biases get into you you know those little nitpicks that just pick at you. Like, I mean, I try to, you know, see the good in everything. So like, I try not to let things bother me so much except for those concept pieces. <laughs> but, you know, I guess, um, what else do you got to say about art? Well, you know, I, I think art at its core is, that's just the classification we as people have given this form of expression, you know, because if you look back, uh, every culture that has ever existed at some point or another did something that now we would call artwork. But for them, it wasn't necessarily artwork. It was just them leaving a record of their existence. It was them leaving a sign saying, hey, I was here. Right. You know, it was like me, you know, taking my uh, spray paint and putting down <laughs> a big <laughs> sign saying, I was here. I'm alive. Right. You know? So, I mean, art, the word art, it's 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 interesting, you know, as a classification now. And then, you know, we love to uh, refer to things as art. And obviously, we can't get away from it. But think about what art really was for people throughout the centuries. You know, we're talking thousands mm -hmm. of years, man. You know, people created what would be considered art now through sculptures, through architecture, through literature. You know, there's there's different written formats that were created by uh, Arab people, by different Asian cultures, uh, Euro-Asian cultures, uh, European cultures, uh, African cultures. Let's not forget them. They're very undervalued. You know, did, you right. know, and I think next time you invite me, Mikey, I want to talk more specifically about <laughs> them, you know, but, but, you know, getting back to the art thing, you know, I mean, it, it's been used over the centuries as a form of expression, a form of documenting, a form of communicating day-to-day uh, -day things, man. You know, politics, for, you know, for example, the, the Mayans, the Aztecs, they actually used, you know, artwork, the big murals to, uh, you know, push political ideas, you know, from one leader or another, you know, people right. never realized that until they really took a good look at these things. I mean, they were basically propaganda. These were the, you know, beginning marketers, man. They were good at it. Okay. I mean, <laughs> come on. So, you know, for me, art, it's, it's a lot more than just what fine art would think 
you know would like us to think it is it's a lot more than what just you know uh we see commercially and in, in movies and uh you know music to me artwork sometimes is just as simple as you sitting down and writing a journal you left your mark that's a nice way to put it so with this podcast i guess you know we call it it's all connected because we're going to try to connect everything back to art so whatever topics we're going to talk about in the future whether it be movies books music whatever the case may be is all going to connect back to this first thing which is art um what would you like to you know see this podcast go in the future Hey, you know, I think uh, this is this is a really cool topic, art. I mean, you know, like you said, it connects a lot of different things. And, you know, I'd like to see you uh, explore undervalued cultures. You know, for example, African arts. You know, they're they're really not taken into account and given the, the value that they deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, also, you know, more uh, indigenous artwork as well. I mean, because, you know... You look at Western art, right? They take it into account, but at a really minor level. It's like, well, you know, here you have like this one wall full of uh, Native yeah, American yeah. art, and and you know when in fact, I mean, if you if you look at Western art, it's borrowed a lot from that, right? You know, it's it's borrowed a lot from uh, the ancient uh, cultures that were here in America before. Uh, Europeans came along. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it, notice I'm trying to be politically correct here, not <laughs> saying bad, <laughs> bad things, right? <laughs> but, you know, I, it's, you know, you for next time, that, that's, that's where I'd like to see this go, man. I, you know, like you said, everything's connected and I think there's different topics we can bring into this. And, you know, at the end of the day, it all comes back to you left your mark. I like that. All right. Thank you, Vincent Vega. Vega, Vega. <laughs> That's right, baby. I <laughs> uh, hope you're going to join me next time. You got it, Mikey. Next topic. Um, and we'll catch you guys soon. <laughs>